0: What does it take to change someone's mind? Today I'm talking about Dear Comrades. This is Scott's Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about Dear Comrades, which is a Russian film, As in case you couldn't tell from the title alone, that I think is very, very good. And it's also one that I think is could easily be misinterpreted based solely on the concept, and that's why I wanted to talk about it, because I think it is a very powerful film, and one that has a more straightforward idea than you might expect. So without further ado, let's get started. So this is a very good time to be mad at Russia. Between the war in Ukraine, disinformation campaigns, and the violent anti-gay rhetoric and policies promoted by Putin's government, almost every shade of political commentator has plenty to critique. Or... So you'd think. However, figures on both the far left and right can be found defending Russian aggression in Ukraine, either praising Putin's strongman tactics, see the rising tide of fascists fascists in right-wing circles, or declaring the war justified from Russia's perspective, see conspiratorial leftists who deify Soviet Russia. So now seems like a good time to highlight a movie that both tears down strong-arm tactics and the Soviet government of old Dear Comrades. Based on the real massacre, the film follows party member Lyudmila as her town quickly descends into chaos. While Lyudmila is a true believer in communism and the Russian state, her ideas deals are tested when a peaceful strike turns into a massacre. Now, desperately searching for her daughter who may have been rounded up or killed, Lyudmila has to face the reality of her government's intolerance and violence. I think dear comrades it's a great movie that plenty of folks will willingly misinterpret to make political points if they watch it of course because the movie is clearly anti-Soviet state I can clearly see plenty of people saying that this is a takedown of socialism or some other wrong-headed <laughs> some other wrong-headed statement that was made before they even watched the movie so let's dig into what the movie is actually about and how it conveys those ideas so let's start with the government will versus the people's will The central conflict in the film is between the people of the city and the soviet government for the first 20 minutes of the film we get a solid look into what life in the town is like supplies are in short supply because the town itself despite the town itself being very productive for the nation and there are rumblings of collection collective action namely a strike hey collective action to improve material conditions that sounds pretty socialist to me the anti-strike perspective is represented by our lead character, Ludmilla, who is a member of the local party committee and advocates for stomping out the strike, and lectures her family about the value of communism, and in particular, the Russian state. But Ludmilla is ignoring an awful lot to maintain this idea. For instance, while the majority of the town's women wake up early to crowd the store to get their rations, Ludmilla uses her clout and personal relationships to get a little bit more for her family. Even this hardline party member is subverting the system she's allegedly supporting. And that's before things turn violent. Another point the film is making is that popular dissent is frequently the demonstration of real concerns, but that government response is almost always violence. As soon as you put soldiers and police who are specifically trained to use violence versus diplomacy, you've kind of already made up your mind. Even if the eventual massacre isn't the intended outcome, it was inevitable as soon as boots were on the ground. Which brings us to a question, why is this movie in black and white? One of the cleverest elements of the movie is how it uses Russian and Soviet artistic traditions against the Soviet state. In case you didn't already know, the Soviet Union put its weight on the cultural scale as much as it did on governments, economies, and beyond. In particular Russia Russia was supposed to fit into Russian art in particular was supposed to fit into Soviet realism. This means no metaphors, no vague themes or images, just grounded reality or history. It's why only a handful of filmmakers from the Soviet era like Tarkovsky, who notably embraced metaphor at every turn, really broke through in the international film scene. It also means that a lot of old Soviet art is straightforward, shot in black and white and portrays everyday life. So visually, Dear Comrades is embracing that tradition to critique the Soviet state. In particular, the film strips out any audio flare in big moments, like the storming of a building or an army attack, to make it feel as real and terrifying as possible, while combining this with static or pointed shots of people running for their lives or or running to get away. There's no melodrama in any of this, and in many ways makes it much more effective. And finally we come to a big idea which is what does it take to change someone's mind the title of this movie should really be Ludmilla's cognitive dissonance because that's what this movie is actually all about it's about a dial died in the world communist pulling away from her government in the midst of a massacre what's telling isn't that Ludmilla starts to change her mind but what changes her mind The supply lines and community outrage, she can hand wave that. The military firing on the strikers, sure that was overzealous, but they did storm the party building. She can forgive all of that, until her daughter goes missing. Ludmilla's daughter is portrayed as a young activist, who has a firm grasp on how corrupt the current government is and the community's grievances, and she also believes that they should have a right to protest. And it is very telling that Ludmilla immediately starts to assume the worst when she can't find her daughter a fear that is only exacerbated as the KGB and army begin to round people up to be killed or arrested. Only when her connections might fail to save her daughter does Ludmilla start to realize, oh shit, this can happen to anyone, including devout communists, at which point she turns to her father, who served in the Second World War, who isn't surprised. It's a great example of how personal tragedy is often a stronger motivator than empathy for your fellow humans, as depressing as that might be. The verdict is it's straightforward and effective. Using Soviet conventions to highlight the Soviet Union's crimes, Dear Comrades is a quietly powerful film. 8 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.